Hey, everybody. Welcome to episode number 46 of the John Riley Project. It's Thursday, April 25th, 2019. And... Wow, got a great episode in store for you. We're going to talk about a road trip that I took, a road trip and an electric vehicle long distance. And we're going to share with you the ups and downs and, and how all that went. It was um, it was a pretty fun trip. So I got back last week. So we're going to really dig into it. But um, you know, what else is going on? You know, there's uh, Padres are back to their winning ways. Uh, did you see the game yesterday with Chris Paddock? I only caught the highlights, but man, that guy, the sheriff, man, he's terrific. We've talked about Chris Paddock in a previous episode about believing in yourself. He pitched, this guy's a rookie. He just pitched seven innings, 10 strikeouts, one walk, and just one hit. Seven shutout innings. This guy is fantastic. So um, just love Chris Paddock. You know, my wife, Kim, jokes with me. She calls him uh, my new boyfriend. Um, But I just have great appreciation for what he's all about and about his self-confidence. So Padres are doing well. Tatis is on a 12-game hitting streak, so it's terrific. Um, but yeah, so I was on this um, this road trip, and uh, let, let me just kind of set it up this way. Um, I got a new car. So um, you know, I've talked a lot about how I love electric vehicles, and I've been... Um, you know, kind of planning and plotting to get this this new car uh, for a long time now, and I was waiting for it to finally come on the market, and it finally did in March, and I just secured the car a couple of weeks ago. It's a Hyundai Kona electric vehicle and or an EV. And so never in my life did I ever think that I would highly anticipate wanting to buy a Hyundai, but I am. And I got the car and it's fantastic. It's a it's a great car. And the the beauty of this Hyundai Kona is that it gets 258 miles on a full charge, which puts it right up there with the Tesla Model 3. Um, it's got a little bit more mileage or mile range than my wife's uh, um, Chevy Bolt. Um, and, you know, that car is a great car, by the way. That gets like 226, I think. So this gets, uh, you know, 258 miles on a single charge. You know, my previous electric car that I had was a BMW i3. Um, that only had a little over 80 miles of electric charge. Um, and then it had a little gas engine that would kick in and charge the batteries and give you another 60 miles. But that was a very limited vehicle. Um, this now, it's, it's just, just a wonderful car. So it's got all the bells and whistles, and um, I really like it. Um, so I, I was trying to think of a nickname for the car, and um, I think I've come up with the name Podrick, because uh, that's um, the you know the character on Game of Thrones, who was the squire to uh, Tyrion and later on to uh, Brienne of Tarth. So I think I'm going to call my car Podrick. Um, I just think that's a great name and a great character. Um, but anyways, I, I got the car and I was shopping um, and I went to a number of other of these other Hyundai dealerships and it's a car that's in very high demand. And these dealerships were really trying to stick it, you know, and, and asking for prices above MSRP and it was ridiculous. Um, and I had a number of bad experiences with dealers, but I eventually um, worked a deal with um, Frank Hyundai in National City. I'm really pleased with how it turned out. So shout out to Frank Hyundai. They treated me well. Um, And so got the car and 
you know, when you first get a car, you're just excited and, you know, it's got the new car smell and all that. And I'm thinking, man, I just would love to go on a road trip. And, you know, I remember, I, I think I might've told you that, um, a couple of months ago, I did a road trip out to Albuquerque, um, to visit my son, Trevor, who's a student at the university of New Mexico. And I thought, this is perfect. I can take the, the new Hyundai Kona and go on a road trip and go see my son and go see some baseball games at the university of New Mexico. Um, and the Lobos were having a series with the UC Riverside Highlanders. So it was a great time to go out, great time to see my son, a great time to like really get to know my car. And I was just sort of itching to go do something like this. And it worked out perfectly. And, you know, it's interesting because most people think, you know, when you have an electric car, you know, you you can't go very far, you know. You, you you have to be in a short radius. You have to be close to home. And generally, that's true. Um, but once you start getting outside of the metropolitan area, those charging stations are really hard to find. Um, they're like little um, like a little oasis in the middle of the desert because there aren't there isn't that much infrastructure built yet. So doing a long distance trip in an electric vehicle is like plotting, you know, a, a major logistics effort to get all of this done. And so for me, I have this perverse joy in figuring it out. And because um, and, and most people that have electric cars would never even think about the idea of going to Albuquerque. You know, maybe some Tesla people that have access to the Tesla supercharger network, which is built up quite a bit. But for a non-Tesla car driving almost a thousand miles one way in the desert um, is something that most would never consider. But I got this, you know, kind of, uh, I got psyched up about the challenge of it. I was, it was, I was competitive and I thought this would be a lot of fun and it turned out to be great. So, um, you know, and it's also interesting, you know, when you go on a road trip by yourself, it's, it's a very therapeutic event, right? You know, you're, you're alone, you're not with, uh, with distractions and you can think, you can strategically plan. You can do some deeper thinking. And for me, I really um, value that time. So my lovely wife, Kim, gave me, um, you know, gave me a hall pass. And so I was on my way. But um, let me let me set this up because I want to describe this. This whole podcast is about how I plotted the trip. And so if you're into maps, if you're into EVs, if you're into this sort of thing, you're going to love it. For some of you that aren't into this sort of thing, you might be interested or you might think I'm freaking nuts um, because <laughs> most normal people would not do this. I mean, my my wife, Kim, not in a million years would she do this with me. You know, she wants to go long distance. She flies. Um, and I appreciate that. And when I travel with her, we fly. Um, but on my own, I, I just enjoy doing this sort of thing. So let me tee it up this way. So um, first of all, the, uh, the this Hyundai Kona EV that I have has a very large battery in it. And it gets it will charge up to two hundred for two hundred and fifty eight miles of range. Um, I should know the stats on the capacity of the battery. I, I really don't have that off my fingertips, but I just think in terms of miles when it's fully charged, it'll do two hundred and fifty eight. But, you know, depending on how you drive and you know, if you if you drive like the way Pete Neal drives his Chevy, uh, his Corvette, you might be lucky to get two hundred because he's always gunning it. Um, but if you drive like an old grandma, which is generally how I drive. Drive, you can actually sometimes milk it and get a little more than 258 miles, depending on the circumstances. But so then the question is, is how long does it take 
to charge a car. Now, obviously, if if you're doing a road trip in a regular gas car and you're going from Poway to Albuquerque, which is what I did, that's easy, right? That's We can all do that. You know, there's gas stations at just about every exit. And how long does it take to pump gas in a car? Like five minutes. And, and then you're on your way. I mean, it's a no-brainer. Um, but when you're plotting an electric vehicle trip, you've got to factor in a lot of things that you don't normally factor in when you're driving a gas car. So in how long does it take to charge the car? Well, it depends. <laughs> it depends on the charging station you use. Now, in the world of electric vehicle driving, there are three levels of charging. There's level one, which is really slow. Level two, which is modest in speed. And level three, which is considered fast charging. So let's work our way from the bottom up. Uh, level one charging is uh, when you it's a, you, every car has a level one charging cord in it. It can plug into a regular 110 volt outlet like you use to plug in your computer or a, a lamp in your living room. And and then that plugs into your car and it'll charge. But it's freaking slow. Now, when when I had originally, I had a Ford C Max that only had 21 miles of electric range. This was back around 2012. Level one charge was fine. You know, it charged easily overnight. Even when I had my BMW i3, the level one charge was fine when it charged. You know, for 10 hours overnight, it worked fine. Um, but when you've got a 258 um, uh, mile range to your battery, it takes. And I, I looked this up two and a half days to charge your car at level one. And I'm like, oh my God. So level one charging for these higher capacity electric vehicles is obviously, you know, pointless. It's really just a safety net, you know, just in case you need to charge, it'll give you a little something. So then there's level two and level two charging, um, You'll see a lot of people put these into their homes where you're now you're not on a 110 volt. Um, you're actually on a 220 or 240 volt. So it's like the same kind of um, electric um, that would power, let's say, a washer or a dryer, you know, some kind of a, a higher energy usage device. Um, so we have a level two charger in our garage. It's a Clipper Creek. It's like 50 amps, which is pretty fast. So you know, of course, depending on the amperage of your charger, your car will charge faster or slower. But in this case, they, according to Hyundai Kona, they say the average level two charger will take instead of two and a half days for level one, a level two charger will only take nine and a half hours. <laughs> and so, you know, if you have a charger at home and you're charging it overnight, no problem. And that's going, by the way, from zero to 100 percent, which most people aren't charging when they're at dead zero. Um, but nine and a half hours makes no sense if you have to drive long distance. So then there are the level three chargers, the fast chargers, and these are far better. And and also these vary too. There are some that are faster than others. Um, but, you know, on average, a Kona um, EV, the car that I have, to go um, up to 80, from zero to about 80% on a fast charger, level three, would take 54 minutes. And that'd get you about 206 miles of charge, which is about 80%. And then if you ever use these DC uh, fast chargers, level three chargers, once you get above 80%, they slow down and you can sort of work your way up to 100%. But as you get it to 90, it slows down further. You get to 95%, slows down further, et cetera. But anyways, these, these fast chargers actually make long distance travel 
possible. So when I started thinking, can I drive to Albuquerque in my electric car? The first thing I do is I get out um, a, a uh, an app and it's called PlugShare. There's also a website for it, PlugShare.com. This website is a database of all the charging stations, and it'll it'll show you where – well, they don't really show you where the level ones are because those don't matter. But they'll show you where the level two and the level three chargers are. And then, you know, in the world of gas, you know, with gas stations, how you know, there's Chevron and Shell and Arco. Well, with these high-speed chargers, there are companies. There is EVgo. There's EV Connect. There's ChargePoint. There's Electrify America. And these are all high-speed charging station destinations. So I got out my map on PlugShare, and I looked at the map, and I said, can I make it? I mean, is it even possible to drive to Albuquerque? And, you know, here in California, we've I mean, we don't have nearly enough charging infrastructure in California, but compared to the rest of the United States, California has a ton. And so when you look at PlugShare, you look at um, Arizona, there's a lot less, but there's still, you know, a, a decent amount of it in Phoenix and in a few outposts in the desert in Phoenix, in, in, in Arizona, there are charging stations. But then when you get to New Mexico, it's really, really bone dry for charging station opportunities. So you can't just hop in your car and wing it. You've got to carefully plot your plan um, based on how many miles of charge you have, what charging station you can go to, um, and it better be working. That charging station better be working because if it's not, it's not like a gas station where there's another one, you know, kitty corner from you. In many cases, the next closest charging station could be 10 miles away or 200 miles away. So um, you've got to be careful that the charging stations are working. And that's the beauty of this PlugShare app. It's it's a when people will check in at the charging stations and then you'll know if it's been working recently. And if it's broken on PlugShare, they'll tell you it's broken. So I'm looking at the map and I'm saying to myself, I can get to like Phoenix, no problem. Um, but if you were to draw a kind of an imaginary line that goes right down the center of Arizona from Flagstaff to Phoenix to Tucson, um, everything east of that line in eastern Arizona and in New Mexico, there's very little infrastructure. But in western Arizona, there's enough for me to get by. And then even in the California desert, there's enough. So I said, you know, I think I can do this. But it'll depend on what happens when I get when I go eastbound. Because there in eastern Arizona and in New Mexico, there are a number of charging stations that are currently under construction, but they're just not done yet. Um, and I'm only really speaking about these high-speed level three chargers. Um, and, you know, there's one that's being built in Gallup. There's another one that's under construction. Um, is it in Winslow, Arizona? It's standing on a corner in Winslow, Arizona. Um, and then I think there's another one. Um, what's the name of the city? It's in between Gallup and Albuquerque. Can't think of the name. They're building one there too. And then in um, on the southern part of Arizona and in New Mexico, you know, there's charging in Tucson, but they're building one in, it's called Lordstown, I think. And then there's one that's under construction that's done, but it wasn't quite open in the city of Deming, which is near Las Cruces. So I said, hmm, I wonder if I can do this. And the, the reports of the one in Deming was critical because- 
I knew that I couldn't drive from Phoenix. I couldn't go from, there was nothing really between Flagstaff and Albuquerque. So I knew I could never make it the full distance because 258 miles of charge wasn't enough. If I were to take that highway 40 route, I would have had to stop in the, what is it called? Like the um, petrified forest at a national park and they had some level twos and one was working and one wasn't. It sounded really sketchy. So um, because I know when I drove, I I drove in January with Trevor and we took um, the the Volkswagen out there and we went through Phoenix. We went over the White Mountains. We kind of popped up, uh, popped out in um, Holbrook and then got on the 40 and went westbound. You can't really take that route either because there isn't enough charging infrastructure. So I'm really now having to take the southerly route, um, which is going to take me through Tucson and then, you know, roughly near Las Cruces and then northbound up into Albuquerque along the 25. So the plan originally was I was going to leave Poway and I, and, um, I was going to go to Yuma, Arizona, and then from there move on to Tucson. But the charging station in Yuma was broken. And right out of the bat, it wasn't working. So I had to go to Blythe. So I went from San Diego along the 8, and I got around El Centro, and then I got on these little like farm roads in the middle of the desert and worked my way sort of northeast diagonally to Blythe. Now, Blythe is in the middle of the desert. (laughs) It's a great desert name, Blythe. Um, And it's um, on the... 10 freeway and it's right near the Colorado river. It's, it's right near the, the, the state line and it's close to needles. So there they had a Hampton Inn, And so I left Wednesday night and headed towards Blythe. I stopped at, um, golden acorn casino, had a BLT and a cup of soup and then kept on rolling. Um, and then got to uh, Hampton, uh, the Hampton Inn in Blythe and uh, shut it down that night. And um, I tried to charge. And there they have an EV Connect uh, high-speed charging station, a level three, and they also have a level two. And I tried to use the level three charging station, but silly me, I um, was having trouble getting, you know, in order to activate these stations, you have to have an app on your phone. So I downloaded the app and I was trying to get the app to work, but it wouldn't work. And I thought, something was broken. Um, so I ended up calling customer service with EV connect. They were really nice. They set me up, they started the station and I got charged and everything went great. Um, but, um, Um, I later found out that when I was at the hotel, my phone was connected to the Wi-Fi in the hotel, but on my phone, I hadn't typed in my room number and my name, you know, to get the authorization for the Wi-Fi in the hotel. So my phone looked like it was connected to the internet, but it really wasn't. So when I used the app, the app didn't work right. So it was stupid me. It was my own fault. Wow. I couldn't get it to work, but the EV connect people were wonderful. And so um, they helped me and um, I got charged and I got it up to like about, I think it was about 70% and then it shut down and that's common of these charging stations and they have to start up another charge and try to get it up as high as you can. And I think I got it up to about 92% if I recall. And then I headed eastbound out of um, uh, Blythe and this was on Thursday morning of last week. Um, and so it's... Um, the, the goal was to make it to Tucson. Now, if I had gone from Yuma th- that way to get to Tucson, 
it'd be no problem. But to go from Blythe to Tucson, it's 270 miles. Now, remember, my Hyundai Kona will only go 258. And I thought, well, you know, if I kind of milk it, I might get a little more. So is 270 possible? Probably not. And then as I left Blythe and I'm heading towards Phoenix, um, it's slightly uphill, you know, because, you know, Phoenix, I think, is around three or four thousand feet above sea level and Blythe is in the California desert. So, you know, it's kind of near Death Valley. So it's well under a thousand um, um, uh, feet above sea level. So it was uphill to Phoenix. That drains energy. And then it was very clear there was no way I was going to make it. So I swung into the um, um, the Scottsdale Fashion Square. <laughs> and this is a really high-end mall in Scottsdale. And it was perfect. Um, they had underground parking. I went in there and there was an EVGO station. And I've been using EVGO stations for a long time. It started up, no problem. And then I went into the mall. The mall had free Wi-Fi. And I was only at about 50% charged. So I got up to like about 80% very quickly, probably within 20 minutes. And I was in the mall on Wi-Fi. I got something to drink, sat down and then boom, my phone says, oh, you're at 80%. And the beautiful thing was, is that on my app, again, these stations frequently shut down around 80%. So I was able to restart the station from my phone while I was sitting in the, in the uh, shopping center. And then it kept on charging. And so, you know, this charging station, by the way, is in the underground parking facility of the shopping mall. And that's, the, that's what makes these charging stations interesting is they're never like on a street corner, like, uh, like a gas station for Chevron or Shell. They're always connected to some other business. They're usually connected there to try to attract people to come to their business. So Hampton Inn has one. This shopping mall has one, and I'll tell you the stories of the other places that have them. So I got fully charged there, and then from there, it was easy to make it to Tucson because the drive from um, uh, Scottsdale to Tucson is only 123 miles. So no problem. Um, and so I drove in um, into Tucson. And this whole time, you know, like I told you, I get this perverse sense of joy out of this thing of figuring it out. And to me, it's like an adventure. You know, I feel like I'm, you know, solving a puzzle. I'm out on the road. I'm, I'm having this electric vehicle adventure. And I was likening myself to Bilbo Baggins from The Hobbit and from Lord of the Rings. You know, it's time for an adventure. And so um, yeah, again, these are the goofy things I think about when I'm on the road. And so uh, when I get to Tucson, I want to get... There's like, I think there were three high-speed charging stations in the city of Tucson. I wanted to get to the one that was furthest south and east, you know, on the edge of town. And that one was at a gourmet sandwich shop called Baggins Gourmet Sandwich. So here I am, Bilbo Baggins, and I'm at the Baggins Gourmet Sandwich Shop. It was perfect. And they had an EVGO station there. So again, EVGO, I've been using them for a number of years. They work. I charged... It got to this one got to about 65 percent shut down and I started it up again. It got to like about 90. And, you know, here this is when I was about to leave Tucson. I knew I was about to really go into the desert of of nothingsville out there. And I wanted to get as close to 100 percent as I could. And I I got it up to about 95 percent. And by the time you get about that high on a charging station, on a high-speed charging station, it slows down the charging so much that it's diminishing returns. So each extra percent takes 
way too long to wait. So I got to about 95% and I said, okay, now I'm ready to go. Um, and, and by the way, when I was at uh, this um, Baggins Gourmet Sandwich Shop in Tucson, I hung out inside. They had Wi-Fi, got something to eat, something to drink, was shooting the breeze with one of their workers. We were talking U of A baseball. We were talking U of A basketball. Um, we we're talking about Gronkowski, who I had no idea went to Arizona. Um, so it was a fun discussion there. Now, from Tucson, this is where my drive was going to get tricky because ideally I would have been able to drive to Deming. Uh, Deming is, um, you know, here I'm, I'm now on the 10 freeway. Deming is on the 10. It's 210 miles east of Tucson. And between Tucson and Deming, there's nothing. No level two stations, no level three stations, nothing at all. And I figured if I can get to Deming, that'd be great. But the, the high-speed charging station at the Walmart in Deming was just recently finished but hadn't yet opened. And I was on the phone with the Walmart people. They thought it was open, but I was a Walmart employee. And then I talked to the Electrify America people, and they said, well, according to our records, it's still closed. But other people on PlugShare had driven by the station and took pictures, and it's all built. It's all done, but it just hadn't been officially opened. So I said, well, I can't take that gamble. I can't go to Deming and hope it's opened. So I ended up driving um, westbound on, or excuse me, eastbound on the 10. And then I veered off and I went to Silver City, New Mexico. And this is up in the mountains in um, the central part of New Mexico. Um, and it, it, it turned out to be a pretty neat little place. But there they have a level two station. And at the visitor center, it's a charge point station. It's level two. Um, I was able to start it up. But I told you, level two for my car would take roughly to go from zero to 100%, about nine and a half hours. And I was at probably about 20% when I got there. So it was near evening. So I figured, well, I'm just going to stop here for the night. And I did. And so I plugged in at the visitor center, spent the night. And in the morning, I woke up and I was at 100% and I was ready to go. And Silver City, by the way, if you've never been there, it's a neat town. It's, um, uh, it's this mining town um, and it's this old historic community. They've really kind of kept up their main street. It looks like a main street from a Rockwell painting or even from, that's got some old wild, wild west themes in there. And it's an artistic community. So there's a lot of art galleries there. There's a lot of young people there. So I, I thought it was a neat town. I would have loved to spend some more time there. But, you know, went to a tavern, had a beer, a little something to eat, crashed for the night. And then I'm on my way, fully charged with about 258 miles of charge. And I am going to go to Albuquerque. Um, and that's about 244 miles. So I'm thinking, can I make it? If I have 258 charged in my car, and I was right at 100%. And it's 244 to the high-speed charging station in Albuquerque. Is that possible? And I said, maybe, but probably not. Now, meanwhile, on the map, there are a couple of other level two stations that are there. And I figured in a worst case scenario, I can use one of those. So I leave Silver City. And to get over the mountains into uh, over to the 25 freeway, which is the main north-south corridor that goes along the Rio Grande River, um, I had to go over the, these mountains, and it was this 
uphill, little itty bitty windy road. Um, literally hairpin turns where you can only go 10 miles an hour. And that was just draining my battery very aggressively. And so when I got eventually got to the 25 freeway, there was no way I was going to be able to make it to um, Albuquerque. But um, I looked on my map and in the town of um, Los Lunas, um, there is a Ford dealership and they have a level two station and they say it's available. And so I went northbound on that and Los Lunas is about 30 miles south of Albuquerque. And I got there, I was only at about 7%. I was just I think I might have had like 20 miles of charge on the car and it was 30 miles to get to Albuquerque. So I pull into the Ford dealership. I ask the guy at the service department, is it okay if I charge here? And he's like, yeah, of course. And he said, you know, the charging station in the front of our dealership is broken, but the one on the back works. You could use that one. So I drove around to the backside and, and it's just kind of where, you know, the service, the service bays are where the people drive in their cars to, you know, have their cars serviced. And there's a level two station and it's a, you know, it's not on one of the major networks like EVgo or ChargePoint. It's just a Ford, a Ford branded proprietary charging station, level two. And he says, yeah, you can use it. It's free. No problem. I'm like, really? Okay. So I, grabbed the cord, plugged in my car, and I was charging. And then he welcomed me back and he said, you can hang out in our lounge if you'd like. We have free coffee and drinks, we've got TV, we've got Wi-Fi, you know, make yourself at home. I was like, really? And so I did. And, and, and then eventually I, um, and, and by the way, this, this, um, this dealership had, you know, EVs, uh, stickers on their windows. I mean, they were really trying to embrace electric vehicles. And I'll give them credit because in New Mexico, there's very little electric vehicle infrastructure. And there's probably very little electric vehicles. If they're able to embrace this, I mean, we all know in California, they're ramping up. Nationally, electric vehicles are going to become more popular. Um, and so it's smart of them, I think, to have a uniqueness to their Ford dealership to embrace electric vehicles, make it a destination for drivers. So I think that's a smart marketing move. Um, and, but like I said, they were very warm and gracious. Um, I eventually, uh, ran into the sales manager and I told him, um, Hey, thank you very much for letting me charge here. And he's like, yeah, no problem. You know, we love having you and spread the word, you know, about our dealership and, show, you know, great. So I did. And, um, I shared some of that on social media and, and, um, so, uh, that went really well. Um, and then I was only at that dealership for about 45 minutes. I charged and I think I got about an extra, maybe 30 miles or 40 miles on my car. I had 20. So I got it up to about 50 or 60 miles and it was only 30 miles into Albuquerque to the high speed charging station. And I said, okay, no problem. I can do this. So then I drive into Albuquerque, and by this time, it's like Thursday. Um, no, wait, no, wait a minute. It's Friday by this time. Yeah, it's Friday. And, um, you know, I'm in Albuquerque, and my goal is to make it to the um, Lobos baseball game at 2 in the afternoon. Um, and here it is. I finally roll into Albuquerque. It's about 10 o'clock. I've got an Airbnb booked, um, and so uh, – but I wanted to go to the charging station, the high-speed one. And in Albuquerque, it was at a Ford Land Rover dealership. And normally, 
you know, again, Malloy Ford was wonderful in Los Lunas. They let anybody use it. Most dealerships, if they have charging stations, they only limit it to the brand of car that's, you know, aligned with the brand of their dealership. Um, so Malloy Ford, I'll give them credit. They welcome me. But I knew going now here, here I am, some Yahoo from San Diego driving a Hyundai in Albuquerque, rolling into a Jaguar Land Rover dealership. I wasn't sure if they were going to let me charge, but they did. And it was a charge point charger and it was level three and it's one of the slower level threes. Um, and so um, I asked them uh, and they said, yeah, no problem. And uh, they had to move a fancy Jaguar out of the way so I can get into the parking spot. And I plugged in and then went down the street to a Carl's Jr. that had Wi-Fi, got a, you know, a soda and hung out there for a little bit. And in two hours I got, because I, when I rolled into that uh dealership, I was like at 10%, maybe 8%. So when I, um, what I did is I was there for two hours. Um, and this is a slower level three. So I only got to about 60% charge, um, in those two hours. Then I got in my car, went to the Airbnb, checked in, took a shower and then boom, boom. I go to the, uh, um, to Santa Ana star field where, um, Albuquerque, uh, in Albuquerque to see New Mexico against UC Riverside and got to see my son Trevor before the game. Uh, it was perfect. The timing worked out perfectly. Um, never, nevertheless, I, all these adventures, you know, I had on my way to get to Albuquerque. And so, um, the one thing that I also did along the way is I made, I took very short videos of each of my experiences at, at these charging stations, like little two to four minute video reviews of my charging station experience. And I posted that on my YouTube channel. I have a separate YouTube channel um, for my EV you know, adventures and it's called Trigger Energy. Um, so, and I'll include uh, links in the show notes um, so that you can see those charging station reviews. Um, so um, I, uh, Got to the game and then um, I met my son Trevor for dinner after the game and then I had time on my hands. And so I figured, what am I going to do? Um, so uh, there were a couple of other charging stations that were in Albuquerque that I looked up on PlugShare and they were high speed charging stations, but they were broken. But I figured I'm going to go check these out and I'm going to go do a review. And so I did. And I went to um, the there's a station at O'Neill's Irish Pub and another one in the Montgomery Plaza, which is a shopping center that has a Ross dress for less and like a Chick-fil-A there. So there was two of these and they were these older units and they are um, they're kind of they're run by green lots. Green lots is a company. They don't make the charging stations. They just create the app that people use. They create the revenue collection, um, you know, infrastructure system. And then they will typically work with a lot of these sort of third party charging stations. So I go there. I know full well they're broken. I try to get them to work. They don't work. Um, I call customer service with green lots, let them know about it. And they didn't seem to have much urgency to fix it. Now, granted, this is in Albuquerque where there aren't a lot of EV drivers. There's probably not people pounding their fists demanding this in Albuquerque, but it will be coming. I know it will. So anyways, I um, placed a service call. They, 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 they uh, filed a ticket, you know, to have the systems repaired. But these machines have been broken for months. Um, but anyways, I did a review of those and then... I knew this was by this time now it's Friday night and my goal was to leave 
Saturday. So Saturday, the Lobos played their third game of the series against Riverside, and that game started at noon. So I figured I'd go to that game. That would end around 3, and I would probably be on the road around 4 or 5. And so I needed to charge up again. But I didn't really want to go back to that Jaguar dealership. You know, it just it still felt uncomfortable, even though they were nice to me. I was like, what other options are there? And besides, I'm trying to review these stations. Let's try something new. And so I looked on ChargePoint and um, I discovered there was another EVgo charging station, but it was in an Indian reservation called Kiwa Pueblo that is about 25 miles north of Albuquerque is roughly halfway between Albuquerque and Santa Fe. So it's Friday night. I got nothing to do. I may as well do that. And oh, let me let me mention this. I also, before I discovered this one at the Indian Reservation in Kiwa Pueblo, and I was looking at other charging stations in Albuquerque, on ChargePoint, there was one that was actually in a business park in Albuquerque, but it was in a garage, and it wasn't. they weren't certain if the garage was locked or unlocked and if I'd be able to get in to access the charging station. So I, I went to give it a try, and I'm driving around in this business park. And I'm in one of those circular driveways in front of a building with big glass windows. And I'm like, this looks familiar. And I realized it was the headquarters of HHM law firm, you know, from the movie or the TV show Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul. And um, and I was like, oh, my God, I can't believe I stumbled on this. And. I don't know if you remember that one scene where, um, and I think this was from Better Call Saul, where Jimmy McGill was um, uh, working with the HHM folks and they were interviewing these high school uh, students to be potential interns. And they were all straight A students except one, which was a C student. And Jimmy McGill had an affinity with her. Remember, if you saw that episode, they had a conversation on the sidewalk near a tree. I was right there. Um, so for me, this is my inner nerdum um, of being a Breaking Bad fan and Better Call Saul fan. So I ran into that building. But anyways, I couldn't get into that garage. And so then I trekked up to the Kiwa Pueblo, 25 miles north of Albuquerque, got up there and it was at a Phillips 66 station. Now, by the way, when was the last time you've seen a Phillips 66 station here in California? It's been a million years. I remember those as kids, but I know they exist in other parts of the, of the United States. And sure enough, there is one there. I pulled in. They had an EVgo station, worked perfectly. Um, while I was there, I had my Sirius XM and I was able to get the Padre game on the radio. So I was listening to that. And um, it was a great little place. I mean, you know, it's at a service station. So they've got a convenience store there and they have a little area there next to the charging station. It was like a fenced off little park. So if you have a dog and the dog needs to take care of business, there's a little space for it right there. So it was nice. I mean, it's like accommodating for travelers. So I hung out there and then um, by this time it's like 11 o'clock at night and I'm heading back to Albuquerque and I'm going back to my Airbnb. And I'm thinking in my head, because this whole thing, I'm constantly thinking, do I have enough charge? How much further to the next charging station? I have 258 miles. What's the distance to the charging station? I'm always doing the math. And I get to Albuquerque and I'm thinking, hmm, you know, um, what am I going to have to go back to Silver City? Um, is What's that road going to be like? Um, I Oh, my gosh, I, I charged in this 
Indian reservation, but now I have 25 miles less than the full charge that I had from the Indian reservation. So now I have less miles available. Um, and then I don't know what's going to happen after the game, you know, cause I'm going to see my son, Trevor, and are we going to go out to dinner again? Or I didn't know. So I'm f- figuring all this out. And I said, well, one thing I can do is in my car, I have a level one charger and it's a cord. It's probably like about, I don't know, maybe 25, 30 feet long cord. And so my Airbnb was this little casita. It's had to be no more than a thousand square feet, maybe 800 square feet. It's like one of those little adobe huts. It's like one big room that had a bed, a bathroom, a a kitchen, and like a little TV area. Um, And so I was able to pull my car really close to the front door. And then I was able to get my cord out and plug it in and then string the cord into the, into the casita and plug it in. And so um, I had a level one charge, which is going really slow, but it was for like nine hours. Um, And that got me right back up to a hundred percent. It was perfect. Um, and then while I was in the casita, I also did another solo podcast. If, you know, by the way, if, if you follow me on Facebook, I have my, I have two Facebook pages, the John Riley project, which is where I post all these episodes, but I have another one called the John Riley project insiders group, which you're welcome to join. You just have to ask for invitation. You, um, have to answer a couple of questions and then I approve you in there. I will post little podcast episodes when I'm on the road. And and so I recorded a podcast there um, and I had a full charge and I got to the game at 12 noon, all went well and uh, saw the ball game. And then um, afterwards hooked up with Trevor and his uh, roommate, Jack, and we went out and got something to eat and um, all was good. And then probably about, I'd say about five o'clock, I was ready to go. Now, the good news was that when I, um, that was it that morning when I was looking at the map one more time, I discovered that the Electrify America charging station in Deming, New Mexico was now open. And so, um, you know, it wasn't open a couple of days ago, but now it was suddenly open. And this is now this is a Saturday afternoon at this point, the Saturday before Easter Sunday. And so I said, I, I think I can go to Deming now and I don't have to go to Silver City and wait for the, you know, ridiculously long uh, level two station. Um, and I don't have to spend the night in Silver City either. So um, I started heading southbound out of Albuquerque and it's 242 miles to Deming. Again, I have 258 miles in the car. Can I make it? And I'm going southbound on the 25 and it's windy and I can feel the wind creating drag and my my I was burning uh, energy faster than I should have because of the wind. And I said to myself, there is no way I'm going to make it to Deming. But on the map, I remember I told you there were a couple of level two stations that were available. And there was one in the city of Socorro, New Mexico, which is about um, 83 miles south of Albuquerque. So I rolled into um, Socorro, um, New Mexico, and this level two charging station was in the back of a Best Western hotel. And they had two of them. They had um, a Tesla station, but I can't use it because I can't plug in my car because it's not a Tesla. And they have another one, which is a charge point, which is exactly the same model as the one that we have in our garage. Perfect. So I plugged in um, the level two station and it's for a level two, it's 
pretty fast. It's a 50 amp charger. Um, I went into the McDonald's. It was right next door. They had Wi-Fi, um, got a drink, got my computer. I was working on some things for my business and, um, it was, I was there for about an hour and uh, then I was, you know, from my phone, I can check and I can see how full my battery is remotely on my app, on my phone. And I could see how many miles that I had. And I had plenty to, to get to Deming because by this time in Socorro, it was only another 150 miles to Deming. So I think I got it up to about 210 miles of charge and that was on my way. And this charging station, you don't need an app because it's a level two. So you don't need an app to start it. You don't need um, uh, to use a credit card. It was just sort of the honor system. Um, You just have to go to the front desk at the Best Western and pay them. And they charge four bucks an hour. And I was there for like an hour. So I gave them, I actually gave them five bucks and they were good with it. So I'm back on the road. So again, see these things, when you're driving a regular gas car, like I said, you can just pull in any gas station. They're like at every exit and you can fill up and you fill up in five minutes and you're on your way. But with these electric things, you got to plan it and you're constantly thinking about it. And and I love doing that. That's what was made it fun for me. And so um, anyways, I get down to Deming and I... And it's windy again the whole way. And I end up making it with like about 20 miles to spare on my battery. And I roll in. They have another Hampton in. And I spend the night there. And it was great. Uh, so nice, comfortable place to sleep. And, you know, you know, when you go into a hotel and you close all the drapes and you get them really tight so it's dark so you can sleep as much as you can. That's what I did. And then I woke up and, you know, it's Easter Sunday. And so I go to the window and I go and I open up the drapes and I look and all you can see is nothing. It's like the apocalypse. It's uh, just dirt in every direction. And then, you know, mountains in, in the distance. The only green that I could see was the the landscaping around the hotel itself. So you're like, whoa, okay. Um, because I drove in at night, so I didn't really get a clear picture of it. So go downstairs, get the free breakfast, and then uh, drive down this road to, to the... Um, the new charging stations that just opened at the Walmart in Deming. And I get there and the, there are these four Electrify America stations. And there was one person that had used them previously, according to PlugShare, and that person had a perfect experience. So I'm thinking, oh, this is going to be great. Now, I've never used Electrify America before, so I wasn't sure, do I need to download an app or I didn't know. And so I get there and I realize, no, I don't. I just got to swipe my credit card and then um, I get approved. And then you can type in your phone number on the um, flat screen and then it'll send you a text message when it's done. And I said, perfect. So I plugged my car in, did the credit card, typed in my number, started the charge, and then I went into the Walmart to – take care of business. And um, I'm in the Walmart for like a minute. And then all of a sudden my phone beeps and I look at my phone and it says, you have 80% charge. And I'm like, that can't be possible. I had like 20 miles when I got in. There's no way that I have 80% in two minutes. And so I go out to the charging station and sure enough, it shut me down and I only you know got a tiny bit of juice. So I said, this isn't right. So then I tried it again and I got the same exact result. It shut down in about three minutes. And I'm thinking, "Uh uh-oh, what am I going to do? Because I'm in Deming, New Mexico. I mean, look up Deming, New Mexico on a map. I mean, there's nothing in a 50-mile radius. The closest city is Las Cruces. The closest, you know, decent-sized city is Las Cruces. Um, And, you know, it's hundreds of miles to get to Tucson. 
So I'm worried. I'm not sure what am I going to do. Am I, do I need to tow my car? Do I need to plug in my level one charger somewhere and wait two and a half days? What am I going to do? So I get on the phone with um, the, Ele- the Electrify America people, and their customer service team was awesome. They were really, really good. Um, they were patient with me. Um, they helped me. We um, tried uh, there are four stations. We tried three of them, and we tried one of them twice, and we eventually got it to work. And um, and they ended up comping me for the cost of the charge at, at that Deming Walmart, and they said, your next charge on Electrify America will comp that too. And I said, oh, wonderful. So I ended up spending an hour on the phone with them working through this, plus, you know, the 15 minutes or so of me going back and forth, trying to get the thing to start the first time. And this is putting a damper in my time, you know, because I'm trying to make it to San Diego and I'm like in southeast New Mexico. Um, and uh, they got it to work um, and it charged. And I think it got, I'm trying to remember, it did shut down. I think it got to like about... 70%, 80%. And then I had to plug it, start it up again. And then it got up to like a, almost a hundred. Um, and then I was on my way. So uh, it all worked out. Thank goodness. And so now I'm heading westbound on the 10 freeway and I'm going to Tucson and I could go to that same Baggins Gourmet Sandwiches place in Tucson that had the EV Go station out front. That was one closest to me. Uh, it was on the southeastern part of the city. But I wanted to go to the, a different one because I want to try out a different charging station. And I wanted to go to the one the furthest north in the city. And that was a 223-mile drive from Deming. And I'm thinking, can I make it? And, you know, it ended up I made it. But by the way, when I'm driving, I don't drive 80 miles an hour. I drive like 60, maybe 65. Um, when I'm in those long stretches where I'm trying to milk my uh, my mileage. And uh, again, if my wife Kim was with me, she would have gone crazy. Um, most people would go crazy. But for me, I don't mind it because I just hit the cruise control. I find a good podcast. I remember on the podcast uh, I listened to from Deming to Tucson was about dehydration because um, I, I don't drink enough water. So I'm drinking water here. But it was about the effects of dehydration and different things you can do because um, uh, I drink way the hell too much diet soda. So they were, it, was, it was about breaking that habit and then introducing water. So it was a good podcast. So I was listening to that. And then um, I eventually get into Tucson. And I go to, it's called the La Encantada Shopping Center. Um, And it's in northern Tucson. And it's a really nice shopping center. I mean, I felt like I was in like, you know, Del Mar or parts of Orange County. It was where all the beautiful people were. And um, and it was Easter Sunday. So everyone's really dressed up and there's a lot of restaurants there. So people were out to brunch um, or for a lunch. And, you know, here I am, I'm rolling in wearing my um, my Red Sox hat. And I think I was wearing a Walking Dead T-shirt. <laughs> and uh, um, I uh, uh, went to the EV Go station there and there was a guy charging and he was driving a Chevy Bolt, just like the one that Kim drives. And this is part of the fun. This is the fun part of it. When you're at a charging station, you run into other EV drivers and it's like your old friends. You know, you, you talk about the charging station, you talk about your car and 
and I had this Hyundai Kona, which most people hadn't seen before. So everyone's asking me about that. So this guy was asking me questions about the car. And then he says to me, he goes, have you got one of those Tesla adapters? And what, what, what he's going for is, is that, you know, with these Tesla charging stations, they're proprietary. And the plug that you use to plug into a Tesla is different than the plug that I use on my car. And um, there's for the level two stations and there, and then there's the one, there are some that are made for the level three stations. And this is strictly rogue. This is like black market, you know, underground kind of stuff. And I said, no, I didn't have any of these. He goes, well, I bought one for a hundred bucks and it works great. And it turns out that the one that he got was for a level two charging station. Um, and, uh, It'll, you know, because when you have a Tesla, at least my understanding of using a Tesla is that when you're using their charging network, I don't think they charge you anything. I don't think it costs any money. It's, I think it's built into the price of your car. Um, whereas if you're on a non-Tesla like myself, you know, you got to pay to use the charging station, which, by the way, is a lot less than paying for gas, um, especially if over four bucks a gallon in California. Um, so... Um, He's telling me he got this this adapter um, and it allows him to use one of the level two Tesla charging stations and he can just plug in and he gets the he gets the charge for free. So he's basically ripping off Tesla and he's telling me about this great thing he does. And he's an Uber driver. And so he often goes to the airport in Tucson to pick up customers. And while he's waiting, he'll usually stop at a local hotel near the Tucson airport that has one of these Tesla charging stations. And he goes in there and he's just sucking energy off of them, you know, and having Tesla pay for it. And then he goes and picks up his, his, um, his customers. It was an amazing conversation. Um, but, uh, we talked about, there's also adapters that exist for the level three chargers, but those are apparently it's, they're almost, um, they're almost like a, uh, what's the word? Like a myth, you know, do they exist? Do they not exist? Do they work? Is it proprietary? Do you have to like hack the code to make them work? I don't know if those adapters really do work on level three stations. That's a whole other, you know, enchilada. But, um, anyways, I got into, uh, La Encantada shopping center and, um, uh, plugged in when he was done, I plugged in and then there's a, like a sushi restaurant there and it was perfect, you know? So I had, um, you know, like a little rainbow roll and, um, a big glass of water cause I'm trying to drink water. And then, um, they had free Wi-Fi, and I'm charging. And like I said, it's just all the beautiful people were there, um, dressed to the nines. And I've got like a picture of Negan with a baseball bat from Walking Dead on my shirt. So I kind of felt like a fish out of water. And then um, the charging station got to about 50% and it shut down. And I had my little app and I was able to start it up again. And then it got to about, uh, it was about 80%. And then I started up again and I got it to about 92. And that third time there was another guy waiting and, and I didn't want to charge too long because he was waiting. So I cut it off at about 91, 92%. And I'm thinking, can I make it to Yuma? And so from, uh, from this La Encantada shopping center in Tucson to Yuma is 235 miles. Okay. So I can do 258. Is it possible? And so I get going on the 10 freeway and I'm going and it's 
It's again, it's windy. And I can already tell that I'm not going to make it to Yuma. It's not going to be possible. So I stop in Casa Grande and that's where the eight and the 10 freeways intersect. And there's a big shopping center there, like something you'd see in Mission Valley, San Diego, just enormous. And in the back of one of the stores, there's an EVgo charging station. And it was like, in here I go from this really high-end, um, you know, shopping center with lots of little boutiques and nice restaurants in Tucson to go to Casa Grande. And I'm at an EVgo charging station behind a retail building next to all the dumpsters. <laughs> and so there, I, I, um, there's a guy driving a BMW i3 and he's charging. So I'm politely waiting. And then, of course, we strike up a conversation. Hey, what's going on? What do you think of your car? How do you like it? And again, we're old friends because we're all EV drivers. And it was cool learning about his BMW i3 because when I had mine, mine was a 2015 and it would only do about 80 miles of electric. And then it had a gas engine, like a little motorcycle engine in the back that would start up. And, and that little engine wouldn't turn the wheels on the car. It would only serve as a generator to recharge the batteries. And that would, and it had like a little, like one liter gas tank, or maybe it was one and a half liters. And that would um, uh, give you about another 60 miles. That's the car that I had. And I knew the second generation, they got about 114 electric miles. But now the one he had was 180. And I was like, wow, that's really good. Because the BMW i3 that I had was a great car. I really, really liked it. But it just had very limited miles. So it made longer distance trips more difficult. But that didn't stop me. I drove that car um, to Vegas one time. Um, This was like three years ago. And I also drove it to San Francisco one time. So I pushed the limit on that car as well. And and again, more of these crazy road trips that I like to do. And so I ended up going, um, you know, the the BMW guy, he eventually finished. I plugged in, charged the car. Um, I got it. It was like from Casa Grande to Yuma's 181 miles. So I can't remember what I charged it up to, but it was plenty. It was 200 something. And then I start heading towards Yuma. And, you know, I'm again, it's windy. So I'm burning energy at a faster clip than I anticipate, but I still make it to the Electrify America station in Yuma. And it's behind a target. And uh, I think I had about 15 miles to spare. Um, And so uh, I... I figured, okay, hey, I got the credit from my last Electrify America experience in Deming. I'm going to use it here. So I swiped my credit card and uh, started the station and worked perfectly. Not a hiccup at all. And it was charging. And and that charger was really fast. For a level three charger, it was extra fast because that station will go up to 350 kilowatts of charge most cars can't handle it. So it's actually built for future generations of EVs, but it gives you the max charge you could possibly get. So um, I charged my car um, all the way in about an hour um, and all the way to like 100%, like almost 100. I think I got it to maybe 98. And there was no one else waiting, so it was no big deal. And it did slow down as I got closer, but it still went very fast. My plan was while I was there is that I was going to stream episode two of Game of Thrones from season eight. But 
I, I couldn't access it. I, the video was unavailable through my Amazon Prime um, and my HBO on my phone. So I ended up watching the documentary about Ted Williams that's on Netflix, which, by the way, I highly recommend. Lots of great connections to San Diego in that, uh, in that, in that documentary of Ted Williams. Um, so I watched, um, watched that, car charged, and by this time, it's really late. So, um, I mean, it was like about 11 o'clock and I'm thinking, gee whiz, can I make it all the way back to Poway? Um, and I didn't want to have to stop again and get a hotel and everything else. Cause by this time it's Sunday night, it's Easter Sunday. And uh, my goal was to work on Monday. So, um, I ended up driving and I finally, I, I just had to pull over and I went to the, um, there's a rest stop just West of El Centro, parked the car there, got some shut eye and, uh, recharged my my person <laughs> and uh, then drove over the hill and made it to Poway early Monday morning and all went well. Um, and uh, it, it was a great adventure. So the drive, if we were to drive a regular gas car and you go from Poway to Albuquerque, uh, it's 771 miles. And that's the route that Trevor and I took in January where we went, you know, from Poway to Yuma to Gila Bend then north uh, to the 10 freeway to Phoenix, and then kind of uh, diagonally across the White Mountains. I think, it, what is it? Pine Top is, I think, one of the cities there. And then eventually popping out in Holbrook and then getting on the 40 and taking that through Gallup and eventually into Albuquerque. That is the most efficient drive. That's 771 miles. The way that I went, you know, on my way there was Poway to Blythe, Blythe to Scottsdale, to Tucson, to Silver City, to Albuquerque. Um, that was eight hundred. Excuse me, nine hundred and thirty-seven miles. So it's about one hundred and fifty more miles that I drove than I otherwise would have done on a gas car. But I had to take that path because I couldn't get my car charged the most efficient path because those stations aren't fully built yet. Um, on the way back. Because I didn't have to go through Blythe, I actually only was only 881 miles, so I drove 1,818 miles from that Wednesday night to that very early Monday morning. So it was really four full days plus a little bit extra. So Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, 1,818 miles. Um, and if I had driven a gas car, it would have been 1,542. So almost 300 miles more than it would have been for a gas trip. But it was still so good. It was a good trip. Um, I get this pleasure out of solving the puzzle. And that's why I did this podcast, just to share it with you about how I went about solving the puzzle. Um, I got to see my son in Albuquerque. I got to test drive or not really test drive, but really break in my new car. Um, I uh, was able to do a lot of thinking and strategizing um, for business reasons. That was helpful. So, and then it's just nice just to have alone time. And the beautiful thing is, is that my lovely wife, Kim, she appreciates that too. So that's why she said, you want to go on your trip, you go for it. So she enjoyed alone time. I enjoyed alone time. And then we're back and now all was well too. So it was a great trip. So I just wanted to share that with you. So if, if you're an EV driver or you've considered getting an electric vehicle, you may think this is an interesting discussion. If you like adventures and you know, playing with fire with the risk of running out of, of electricity or gas in the middle of the desert, you might find this interesting. If you don't like 
taking risks when you drive. If you just prefer to fly, you probably think I'm crazy. Um, and uh, many people probably do think I'm crazy, but I, I still enjoyed myself. So I just wanted to share that with you. Um, so anyways, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to do some more podcasts. I've got a couple more that I'm cooking up, and I, I may even try to crank out another one later this afternoon and release it. So we'll see if I can pull it off. But I, I, if you've made it this far in this podcast, thank you. Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. Um, I would really encourage you, if you could, if you can, what, what can you do to help me? You can help me by watching or listening to these podcasts. If you're watching, click on the subscribe button on YouTube. That makes a difference because the more subscribers that we have, the more we pop up in those recommended videos along the right-hand side of the YouTube screen. Um, if you're listening on iTunes, on Stitcher, on Spotify, um, you know, leave a review. You know, you can leave a, a one to five stars. You can write a paragraph of a review. That would be really helpful if you could do that. Um, share this with your friends. Um, follow on social media. You know, like I'm on Twitter. I'm on Facebook. I'm on um, Instagram. I've got that special insiders group, Facebook group that I invite you to join. So that'd be great. Um, you can go to my website, johnreillyproject.com. You can sign up on the email list. If you are feeling generous, you can donate to this project, and we use that money to reinvest in this project with new technology and um, and you know things that we can do to boost our audience. Um, and then if you are a business and you like to be a sponsor, uh, maybe you are an electric vehicle charging station and you want to sponsor uh, some of these episodes, or maybe you're a local business and just wants to get your name out, I would love to um, talk about your business, read an ad about your business. Who knows? Maybe we can do a remote podcast from your business location. If you're interested, go to my website, johnreillyproject.com. There, there's a sponsorship uh, link that you can check out that explains everything. So, um you know, like like Arnold Schwarzenegger, I'll be back, um, and hopefully later today with another one. But I want to. I always close with these um, quotes, and I think this is a good one. This is from Elon Musk from Tesla. And by the way, Tesla just announced they just took a huge loss in the first quarter. It's like seven hundred and fifty. Was it billion dollars? No, no, it had to be seven hundred and fifty million, right? Yeah, uh, but they just took on a huge loss um, this quarter. So. You know, we kind of look to Tesla as the bellwether for a lot of these electric vehicles, but um, still more traditional manufacturers like like Hyundai, like BMW, like Chevy, they're making EVs too. It, it's not going away. Um, anyways, this is a great quote from Elon Musk, and I'll, I'll leave it with this. The overarching goal of Tesla is to help reduce carbon emissions, and that means low cost and high volume. We will also serve as an example to the auto industry, proving that the technology really works and customers want to buy electric vehicles. And he is absolutely right. Um, you know, he, you know, he talks about, you know, reducing carbon emissions and that's the tree hugger angle of this. Um, and that in and of itself fires a lot of people up to buy these electric cars. That's the, um, the feel good, you know, um, doing something for a higher purpose um, that he puts forward. And that's nice. I mean, I drive electric cars. That's for me as a bonus. It's like icing on the cake. I like the technology. I like being a um, an early entrant into the technology. I like, I think driving the cars are a ton of fun. And I love all the financial incentives that we're given to get them. Uh, but for him, uh, you know, his, at least from a marketing perspective, his driving force is to reduce carbon emissions. But yeah, he's driving the cost of these cars down. The Model 3 is coming down in price. He's producing more volume of those. So he's absolutely right. 
and he is serving as an example. The technology really works, and I'm here to tell you it does. It's not perfect, and I know that. When I'm going around doing these charging station reviews, I talk about that, where I know we're in the infancy of this technology. Sometimes things work better than others. Sometimes I have a problem with a charging station. Those are kinks that are going to be worked out through this system, but it definitely does work. And uh, customers want to buy electric vehicles, and that's true, too. My uh, Hyundai Kona EV are in very high demand, and dealers are demanding high prices for them. I mean, that's how much they're in demand. So um, anyways, I close that with Elon Musk. So this concludes episode number 46 of the John Riley Project. I don't know how long we've been going, probably about an hour or so. But um, just sharing my EV adventure, ABQ to SD and SD to ABQ. Um, And um, I posted about it. I'll include links to my reviews of the charging stations along the way in the show notes. Thank you very much for listening. Thank you for watching. And I'll be back signing off. We'll see you later. Bye-bye. 